UGA Football News presents today's sports report with Matthew Hall. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. Today's sports report is brought to you by Happy Sewing and Quilting, offering products that will help you show your bulldog pride. Hall Shots Photography, going above and beyond to provide pristine and professional photography for all of life's greatest moments, plus many other fine sponsors. And now, here's your host of today's sports report, Chris Hall. And welcome to uh, today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. I'm Chris Hall, your host. It's good to have you with us today. Of course, Matthew is with us as well. Good to see you, Matthew. All decked out in uh, Bulldog Red good today. Dog. Good dogs all the way. Uh, it's a Friday. It's a good day. There you go. There you go. And the good-looking man down below us is Rusty Manzel from uh, 247sports.com. And uh, Rusty, it is so great to have you with us on our program today. Now, you're not out there somewhere in the Midwest stuck in the snow, are you? T- tell me you're not one of those guys. No, absolutely not. I'm in the Northwest. I'm in Rome, so I'm in Northwest Georgia. It's amazing to see what's going on in Texas. I know this is not a uh, that kind of discussion podcast, but, you know, you say a prayer for those people and hope for the best. But it's crazy that state of Georgia missed it. I mean, you look at Nashville, all right, 24-7's headquarters is. They got almost eight inches of snow this week. Wow. And we're just about four hours south of them in Rome. So we got nothing but rain. Thank goodness. Um, Thank goodness. I know my kids are a little bit disappointed, but, man, it's <laughs> a crazy storm. And I hope these people uh, get power soon, especially in Texas. Yeah, I think they're going to get some more weather today. But then after that, it's supposed to kind of clear up. I was looking at no, – this is not a weather forecast podcast, but I was looking at our forecast for where we are, 75 degrees next Wednesday. Now, you know, that's that's golfing red, uh, weather. I'm ready to go, you know. So yeah, no doubt. Um, looking forward to that. Now, Rusty, of course, is with uh, 247sports.com. Uh, Just give us a little overview of uh, what you guys do. Uh, I know your recruiting service, you have a lot of news about high school football and college football. Uh, and for people who may not be familiar with what you guys do, just give us a little overview of what happens at 247.com. Uh, well, we kind of covered on the ground level. You know, we got guys that cover the team. Jake Rowe covers the team for Dogs 247, covers it daily. Uh, Kip Adams, kind of our, our pivot guy. He does a little bit of team, does a little bit of recruiting. Uh, we've got a young man by the name of uh, Palmer Thumbs, who is a um, student at Georgia, and he does a great job. He, he fills in where we need him to, and he's just kind of learning. But we cover the Georgia Bulldogs, you know, day-to-day. Um, like it's, the company said, 24-7. Right. Uh, we were started by Shannon Terry. Shannon Terry um, was our former CEO. He started Rivals, owned Rivals for 12 years, turned around, and uh, started 24-7. And, he says he's retired. We'll see. I don't know if that's the case. This type of guy, but you know, he's uh, he bought him a little house down in the Gulf there, and he lives in Nashville and has a house down close to Destin. So he's kind of in a little bit of retirement. Uh, he's, but uh, you know, it, it's been a great opportunity for me. Twelve years of covering high school football. Very passionate. Was able to play high school football in Georgia. Fortunate enough to play on a state championship team my senior year. So it kind of lit my fire as far as. Um, you know, it just always is just there. High school football is something I love and something I always cherish, and it made me who I am. Yeah. What, what uh, high school team did you play for? I went to, I went to Pepperell High School. We won the double uh, A state championships in 1990, and yeah. uh, it was a great year. My mom, uh, my mom's here from Destin right now, from, from uh, Pensacola right now for a couple of days. And 
you know, mom loves her boy. So I, mm-hmm. I hear about every time, you know, what, what a great year that was. And you realize when you do something like that and you win something like that, how much more it meant to the community and people like that. You don't even know you meet later, but uh, very fortunate to be on the team. And, and it was a fun deal. I got lifelong friends from it. Yeah, thank God for moms and dads, mm-hmm. you know? Yep, yep, no doubt. Where would we be, especially right. if you're a you know, right. sports, you know, if you're a player and they take you everywhere and buy you whatever you need, uh, right. thank God for them. A lot of sacrifice. Indeed. Well, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, uh, you know, recruiting. And first of all, we want to kind of visit with you uh, a little bit about the, the 2021 recruiting class for the University of Georgia. Again, a top-notch class. Uh, where exactly did you guys uh, have Georgia in your rankings uh, uh, finish up in 2021? I saw it one time, maybe three. Have they yeah. dropped down anything? They finished fourth. LSU and those guys picked up a couple of people very, very late uh, with that. But I think when you go back and look, and I'll say this, you know, Georgia fans may not want to hear it. Alabama had one of the most impressive classes I've ever seen. I mean, like, yeah. ever seen. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that we'd ever see numbers that high, but – when you take Alabama out of the mix, Georgia, I felt like answered every question they needed to in this class. You got to get a quarterback. You had to have that guy. You couldn't lose Brock Vandergriff, a guy 10 minutes from you. And you couldn't lose a guy like Amarius Mims, who was a, an elite left tackle. You know, he's probably, other than Laramie Tunsil, probably the most athletically gifted tackle that I've covered coming out of high school. Well, yeah. uh, we'll see what it go, where it goes, but uh, they answered a lot of questions in this class. I think when we go back and look at this class in two or three years, Georgia really pulled in some guys that are going to be playing some big-time minutes for them in Athens. All right. Sounds good. Well, we also, Matt, wants to ask you a couple of things about our 2022 class. Kind yeah. of sitting on deck out there. Yeah. That's looking pretty good, too, isn't it, Matt? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, looking real good, actually. Uh, Dayon Bowie, uh, one of the bigger, bigger names, um, you know, Number 24 uh, overall player in 2022, five star from Bainbridge, right down there in Kirby's neck of the woods. Yeah. So you know, good good pick up there. What, what's your thoughts on on this guy? It actually goes by Smoke Bowie. Uh, he was Smoke a Smoke Bowie. Okay. Smoke Bowie. First time I ever saw him was in the state championship game against Warner Robins and Mercedes Benz, and he picked off. He had a pick six that game. He ran back a punt like 50 yards, and I was like, wow. this kid's a freshman, you know, and. He kind of blew up immediately. Georgia offered a couple of days right after that. Everybody offered. He is a lifelong uh, Georgia guy, obviously Georgia fan. Kirby Smart, Nick Williams was big in this recruitment. Mm-hmm. I went down to see him now. He tore his ACL in, I think, March of last year. So he missed this entire season, but now he's 100% healthy. He's out on the seven-on-seven circuit. So he should be fine good to go this year. Uh, but you obviously start looking at this. You look, it starts with Gunnar Stockton. Now, Gunnar Stockton is the five-star, number one dual-threat-ready quarterback out of Raven County High School. Again, a lot of people, you know, ask me, how did that happen? Well, why did he go to Georgia? It was kind of a little different situation. You know, Brock Vandergriff is a great in front of him. Brock Vandergriff went to Georgia as a lifelong Auburn fan. Trust me, you know, grew up there, right. mom and dad, Auburn fans. But he made that decision that Georgia gives him the best opportunity. You know, he felt like it was the best opportunity, and he couldn't pass it up. And Gunnar Stockton knows going into this that he's going to have to battle Brock Vandergriff at some point, but he's a lifelong Georgia fan. His sister is named Georgia. I mean, he he <laughs> oh, told wow. me, he kept telling me as we talked more and more, and I thought, wait a minute, this is serious with him. And about two weeks before he committed, he told me, he said, I can't get out of my head thinking that I'm going to pass up an opportunity to play at Georgia. You know, yeah. so 
It's two Ooh. different situations. He wasn't passing up a lifelong opportunity, and I think Brock Vandergriff thinks it was the best opportunity for him right now. So, uh, George in a very fortunate situation to have those two young men battle out and see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, because I was, I know, I was, I was taken aback by it. I mean, I didn't expect him to go to. You know, I wasn't. I don't have any inside track really or anything like that. But I was kind of shocked that that he, yeah. you know, was brought there. That he uh, yeah. had made that decision. But but at the same time, I mean, you know, I don't believe. You know, I saw a lot of people out there on you know, of course, on social media, and I know you see it too with chatter of uh, oh oh goodness, here we go again with Justin Fields and Jake Crom. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe it's no no exactly no, no. the same. I, I, I mean, you, know, you go back and look at that situation, and you got to think that. Georgia learned some things from that. Yeah. You, know, it's yeah. a, you know, my opinion, and I'm not saying this is inside information, but I think that you're going to see it play out on the field right. more than probably it did in the practice film and game room and that type and game film and stuff like that. So I think you're going to see this play out more in game situations where even if Brock wins that job, you're probably going to see Gunner playing more more as a, as a guy and letting him give his opportunity too. Because look, the reality is, at the end of the day, they're probably only going to be able to keep one. But if you only keep one, you want to make sure at the end of the day that both kids had the same opportunity almost and you felt good as a staff of that decision. And we could go on and on about the Jake Fromm and Justin Fields. Right. You know, but I tell people all the time, that Florida game that Jake Fromm played, he won that job then. Oh, yeah. that was yeah. Justin Fields didn't play a snap. That was the best game probably Jake Fromm ever played. Yep. And then they roll into that four-game win streak and have to play Alabama. There was no way that quarterback change was going to make place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They played some right. guys wish they had played fields a little bit more just to see what kind of package they could use with him. Right. I think they learned a lot. Uh, you yeah. know, you learned a lot from that competition about how to balance that kind of thing and just see, uh, just see how it's going to play out. Now, is there a college team that has a more impressive uh, quarterback room than the University of Georgia? Uh, DJ Daniels, you got these guys stacking up. Yeah. Pretty good business right there, isn't it? Yeah. You look at JT Daniels, look, Carson Beck, he's the guy really nobody talks about. Yeah. He's a big kid, big 6'4", 6'5", kid. So, again, right now on paper, Georgia is going to be, you know, even with those three kids and you got got Stetson Bennett, you know, which people, you know, everybody wrote him off and he just kept hanging around and playing. So, there's some depth there, and then obviously with Gunner coming in next January, you want to see where that room is. But uh, I know this: I had a college coach tell me one time, if you don't have a quarterback, you're getting fired. Yeah. So Georgia's making sure every opportunity they they gotta have a guy, and they're gonna make sure they do every opportunity and everything right to get the right one to lead this program. That's right. And somewhere down the line, the transfer portal probably will play into what's happening with the quarterbacks. Certainly. But that's just the way it is now in college football, right? Yeah. I mean, DJ Shockley, love him to death. He would have never stayed at Georgia. I mean, he would have never stayed after after David Green's freshman year. Uh, what he did, DJ Shockley would have been playing for someone. Hudson Mason's another guy. You know, Hudson tells me all the time, I'd have been been long gone if I could have. That's just the way it is today. And and it's just everybody has to deal with roster management. You know, I, I I love the names. Gunner Stockton. Yeah. And yeah. Big Bear Alexander. Yeah, what do you yeah. think about Big Bear? I mean, you know, I, uh, from what I can see about the kid, he, he loves to play football. He's a lot of fun. And I think he's he's going to be something to watch uh, at the University of Georgia. What do you think about Big Bear? I tell you what, if Georgia can hold on to him, if they, yeah, they got to hold on to him because you're right there in the heart of Texas. Uh, an early commit puts a big time target on you. 
But if they can get that kid to campus, he looks so much the perfect fit for Jordan Davis. I mean, you look what Jordan oh, Davis yeah. does in a dominant mm-hmm. interior. Georgia, we, we all watch them. They're not the same football team when Jordan Davis is not in there. Right. And uh, if they can get this kid and what how strong he is, and I don't know if you guys have watched some of those Texas highlights of him and what he did in that state championship, those playoffs. Oh, my goodness. That is a grown man, and I'm telling you. Yeah, he's, he's a big guy. He's a perfect fit for what Georgia asked their defensive lineman to do. Yeah, you know, th- these kids coming out of high school now. You know, I I went to high school, you know, back in the day, and, and there were some big guys, but I, these guys are gigantic, uh, these offensive and defensive linemen, and even the linebackers. My word, they're sculptured like, you know, they're, they're these Adonis athletes. It's amazing to me. I, I watch some of these high school games and these all-star games, and I'm amazed at, at how uh, these kids are so athletic. They're well-trained. And they're ready to go when they hit the college level, right? I had a college coach tell me one time, the kids from Florida might be a little bit more talented, but the kids from the state of Georgia are ready to play. They're so yeah. well coached. Uh, the pay, you know, uh, obviously, anytime a high school job is open in the state of Georgia, I get phone calls from all over because the state of Georgia takes care of their high school coaches so well. And what you see is the end product of these kids. Look what Will Anderson and those guys did. Will Anderson, freshman All-American in Alabama. You know, I mean, he was ready. He went from he went from Dutchtown High School straight to Alabama and had yeah, All-American. Yeah. So it tells you the wow. depth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a you know, as a Georgia fan, you, you don't like to see that, but mm. as a high school fan in the state of Georgia, the product is these kids are ready to play. Yeah, I'm, uh, Rusty Manzel from uh, 247 Sports. I call you guys 24-7 Sports, 247 Sports. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's all the same thing, you know. And uh, but I know what you mean. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we're talking football. And I'm sure you hear that a lot, too. Yeah. I used to. When it first started, uh, you know, I remember I was working for Scout part-time. Mm-hmm. And 24-7 started. Uh, I remember going to some schools and seeing kids, and I was like, hey, man, I'm working for a company called 24-7. They're like, what? They look at me like, what? What? You know, it took like, it took like really the first class that we had some some kind of juice to us was Jordan Jenkins in that class. You know, oh, Jordan, yeah. Jordan was the number one player in the state of Georgia, yeah. and I covered him, you know, for two years. So, uh, and he was a five-star for us in 24-7 sports. And, and so that was that kind of wind up being the class it took about two and a half years before we ever kind of got into it. Now, I would have never thought it would grow to where it is, but it's just, you know, it is yeah. massive and very, very I mean, it is. It, yeah. it, you know, it really is. CBS bought us, so I actually worked for CBS Sports, but the, the brand kind of carries its own, so mm-hmm. it just let us stay 24-7. Yeah, uh, you guys do a great job. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. And when we get back, we're going to play a little Which is More Likely? And we're going to talk about some possible scenarios coming up uh, for next season. It should be a lot of fun. So we'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment with more of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Hey, guys, this is Chris Hall, host of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. And I've got some news for you, hot off the press. And it's news about health insurance. That's right. Did you know that the government has reopened the health insurance marketplace? You may not have heard about this. But right now, between now and May 15th, 2021, if you don't have health insurance coverage, 
you can shop for health insurance coverage through the health insurance marketplace. You can use the special election period going on right now between now and May 15th, 2021 to shop for health insurance. And if you do have a plan, but you really don't like your plan, it's not meeting the needs of you and your family. Well, during this special election time, you can shop for new and different health insurance at the health insurance marketplace. Maybe your parents or your grandparents need a Medicare supplement. You know, health insurance can be very confusing. Am I getting the right policy? Is it what I need? Well, let me tell you somebody you can call and these folks will help you. And that is the Ratliff Agency. If you live in Georgia, call the Ratliff Agency and their number is 888-689-8311. That's 888-689-8311, the Ratliff Agency. You can also email them at ratl at windstream.net. Now, these folks will help you. They understand insurance. They'll listen to you, find out about your situation, and then they will find just the right coverage for you and your family. And I can give personal testimony. They helped me and my family to find just the coverage that we needed. So you can call them. That's the Ratliff Agency, 888-689-8311 and talk to those good folks, and they will be happy to help you. You need health insurance in these days, so give them a call, and they will help you. The health insurance marketplace is open for business between now and May 15th, 2021. It's a special election period, and uh, so take advantage of this. And again, call the Randliff Agency, 888-689-8311, and be sure to tell them that uh, you heard all about it on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. All right, we're back on uh, today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall, and we're so happy to have Rusty Manziel with us uh, from Rome. No, not that Rome, Rome, Georgia. And uh, we're talking some college football, some recruiting, and uh, we're going to talk about next season uh, and, and some things that might happen, but we're going to do it in a kind of different way. And we call it, which is more likely? And so I'm going to give us some different scenarios. And uh, Matthew uh, Hall and uh, Rusty will uh, tell us which ones they think are more likely. So here's the first one, Rusty. Uh, in its season opener next season in Charlotte, here's, here's, here it is. Clemson will beat Georgia by a last-second field goal before 16,000 uh, socially distant, uh, distant fans, or or Georgia will beat Clemson by a touchdown before a, a packed-out stadium with fans in Charlotte. So which one of those two, th- two things do you think is more likely to happen? I feel safer on the socially distanced. Can I have Georgia in a 16,000 crowd? 16,000 fans crowd. That sounds Uh, good. (laughs) I'm getting to that reality where I I just think that we're going to be dealing with the social distance again. I really do. I hate to to be that guy, but at Mm. least we're going to have football. And, uh, you know, just getting to that matchup early on, I really like Georgia's matchup of their wide receivers versus the Clemson secondary. I saw some things in that Ohio State game where – yeah. They, they, they really show some deficiency there, some speed deficiencies. And give it to Justin Fields. He played a heck of a game. Yes, he did. I don't think people give credit for Ohio State and what their wide receivers did to the Clemson secondary and specifically the linebackers there. So I, Clemson's defensive line is insane. It is insane good. That's going to be a great matchup with Georgia against them 
and then Georgia's defense against Clemson. But if you're going to look for a tiny bit of edge right now, I kind of like Georgia's wide receivers with, you know, Arian Smith, you know, getting Dominique Blaylock back, George Pickens, right. Jermaine Burton, Darnell Washington. I kind of like those guys. If you have JT Daniels, a little more experience. So I'll take Georgia. But I'll also give you a curveball and give me the smaller social distance. I, you're taking the hybrid choice then. I understand. Uh, Matthew, which one Which one would be more likely for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the dogs at home here. I mean, I know, and, and you know, with the way COVID's going, I mean, of course, we all want it just to, you know, yeah. we all wish we could just pray, pray to God and wake up yeah. tomorrow and it all be gone. But the reality is it's probably not going to happen yeah. for a while. And, uh I mean, I know you got the vaccine rollout, whatnot, but I mean, still, even with the uh, the way things are, I, I think that you're going to see some form of social distancing, at yeah. least uh, you know, some sanitation measures put in place there for sure. Well, I'm going to go uh, with Georgia, Georgia, Georgia <laughs> over Clemson before sixteen thousand fans. That I'm with you, Rusty. I, I think I think that's the more likely thing. All yeah. right, so here here's our second one now. Um, uh, which is more likely? Uh, UAB and Charleston Southern will give Georgia better games than South Carolina, Tennessee, and Auburn next season, or Vanderbilt will actually win an SEC game next season. Which one? Which one of those two are, is more likely? What, what do you think? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of my coworkers just left, Barton Simmons, who was our national director of recruiting. He just left to take the. He just left and took the general manager job at Vanderbilt. He is on oh, that really? staff. Yes, Ooh. and uh, he and he and uh, Coach Clark were high school teammates together in Nashville. And you know, I talked to Barton. It could be I actually talked to him this morning uh, on his way to work and uh, on some text messages. But I really like early on what I'm seeing out of out of Vanderbilt. You know, I really mm-hmm. like the hires they made. I think they made uh, mm-hmm. uh, really really key hires and I, I tell you there's going to be some teams that are so down right now yeah. uh you know arkansas i love what they did in coach Pittman last year and they yeah. won what three should have won maybe five got yeah. really hosed on that auburn call yeah uh, did. so you know you look at vanderbilt and I, I would say vanderbilt's going to win a game this year mm-hmm. uh, and i think they're going to they're going to be a team that's going to take a couple of steps forward i think vanderbilt fans are really going to be excited about their future well, Matthew could tell you that all this past season, I was a Vanderbilt yeah, supporter. I was pulling so bad for Vanderbilt to win a game other than, of course, against Georgia. Well, you know, we mentioned South Carolina, Tennessee, and Auburn. Uh, what kind of season are the, that that bunch? Uh, what are they looking at? You know, it's hard to tell the mindset of Tennessee. What's that program? You what know, the where are they at? You know, the. <laughs> You know, they just lost their, their their top recruit this morning, Dylan Brooks. It was a five. Oh, I didn't even know that. He got out. <laughs> is they lost a running back, you know, from uh, yeah. from Parkview the other day, Cody Brown. I mean, yeah. I just don't know where Tennessee is as a program. Uh, South Carolina has a lot of rebuilding to do. You know, they have their their, their roster was so so down uh, offensively, especially. I think when you look at Auburn, I, I would lean toward them because they're going they're going to have a quarterback back at least. They yeah. got a great running back, maybe one of the top two running backs in the country, and Tank Bigsby coming back. Yeah. Yeah. So when you've got an experienced quarterback, got a guy like Mike Bobo that knows what you know what to do with pieces of puzzle. So yes, they lost some pieces of the puzzle. They're going through a coaching transition, but I like Auburn to be a couple of steps ahead of both of those programs mm-hmm. going into the season. Sound good, uh, Matthew. What do you think? I mean, I, I think that's spot on. I mean, it's uh, you know South Carolina. I mean, of course they lost. Uh, you, then you even had recently some of their defenders leave. I mean, Jamie Robinson transferring out to FSU, and 
and you know just really a you know not a good situation tennessee even worse in my opinion so i i, I agree with you on that i think auburn is definitely the better of the three out of those but i do see vanderbilt winning a game this year i mean i i believe they'll be better than they were last year for sure yep and i think they might even surprise some folks go commodores is all i can say I, I'm, I'm with the I, commodores. I, you know our headquarters is in nashville so i've spent a lot of time in there the last 10 12 years and i've really kind of grown to love that little city and yeah. what it's become and how awesome it is to be there and have mm-hmm. some great there but uh you know i'm happy for barton you know he's a guy who works out yeah that's out. awesome yep he played at yale uh, he had an opportunity to play at vanderbilt kind of high school but he he went ivy league and he still wound up with a college football job <laughs> wow i didn't know that. yeah i didn't cool. even realize that <laughs> cool. that's so, good yeah. congratulations to him yeah congrats to him for sure been a good job all right here, here's here's our next one in all the games that he broadcasts for ESPN next season, Kirk Herbstreet will use the word physicality a total of 2,395 times, or is it more likely that Gus Malzahn will flourish at the University of Central <laughs> Central Florida and the Knights will win 10 games? Now, which one, which one of those do you think is more likely? i tell you what. <laughs> going to be real interesting for Gus because I'll tell you this Central yeah. Florida got a kid named Dylan Gabriel's quarterback yes sir and George went after him yeah he was James Coley when, when the when Justin Fields rumors were going around uh late in that season James Coley made two trips to Hawaii mm. one trip he flew out there spent about six hours and flew straight back so he's basically on a plane for 24 hours uh wow Dylan Gabriel they Georgia almost got him Almost mm. by him. He has had two fantastic seasons at yeah. Central Florida. So I'll say this when Gus Malzahn has been good, and he's been good at Auburn, he's had a really good quarterback. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he's gonna have immediately, he's gonna have a guy. I mean, a ball distributor, guy's got a hose. Uh they threw it a ton more than Gus usually likes under Hypel. So yeah. I want to see, but I really think that Gus Malzahn could have a very, very good first year. Because he's walking into a situation with that quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, it's an absolute stud. Yeah, and according to uh, the athletic director of Central Florida, Gus Malzahn is the yeah. best coach in Florida. Yeah. Hello, uh, Gator uh, Gator country, you know. <laughs> Which I thought was an interesting little dig. Yeah, I shot across the bow there a little bit. Yeah. But, um, what do you think, Matthew? I think, that Gus, I think that Gus Malzahn, you know, UCS got a good team already. I mean, I think that he's, he's – uh, you know, getting out of Auburn, I mean, he's headed to a, you know, I think he'll be revived is what I believe. Yeah, yep, I agree. I think it's a great fit. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think he recruit down there. He plays fast-paced offense. You know, let's be honest with you. The Georgia game probably got Gus Miles on fire. I mean, yeah. he could not beat Georgia. I mean, they really were dialed in on him. It kind of started those last two games with Jeremy Pruitt, defense right. coordinator, shut him down. And it carried over into Kirby Smart and those guys. You yeah. take away that one game, and I was there. You guys might have been there. In, in, in the yeah, I was there on the sidelines. I was. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. They physically whipped Georgia. Yeah. I mean, they whipped. And Georgia come in. Georgia wasn't ready for that moment, being ranked number one that week. They walked into a. I mean, that place was rocking that day. Yeah. Uh, but you go take that game away. You look at all the other matchups. Georgia has dominated Gus Malzahn. I mean, offensively dominated him. Uh, so, in, in my opinion, that job right there, what, those games is what got him. See, beat Nick Saban three out of five years. Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah. I that. mean, that, you know, you can't sneeze at that one. Okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> all right. Here's our, here's our next scenario. Early season predictions say that Alabama 
Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia are the top teams going into next season. If the college football playoffs remain with a four-team format, which one of these teams will be more likely not to make it into the playoffs? Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, or Georgia? Hmm, what do you think? It, it's going to come down to the SEC championship as an extension of the playoffs again. Yeah. You know, I say this, I say this in every interview about Kirby Smart. He's got to win in Mercedes Benz in December. He's yeah. done every. He's done everything else. He's won Rolls Bowls. He's won Sugar Bowls. He's won Peach Bowls. He's won an SEC championship. He's got to win in December in that building. And yeah. to get through that path, it's Alabama. So I would say it's either Alabama or Georgia losing in that game uh, because that's an extension of the playoffs. It's very hard to get two SEC teams in. Right. Uh, you no, know, the Clemson-Georgia game is really going to be a big variable this year. Yeah. Because if Georgia were to beat Clemson, run the table, and then lose to Alabama, say, in December. By a close margin. By a close Georgia, margin. Yeah, Georgia would still have a leg up on Clemson. Yeah. You know, so that game's going to mean something. I think it means more to Clemson than it does. Georgia, Georgia could lose that game and turn right, right around and hand their business in the SEC and they're in. Right. If Clemson loses that game, they're going to need a break or two probably at the end to keep maybe two SEC teams out of. Well, again, Clemson, you know, the ACC schedule is so much weaker than the SEC. Sure. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it, it, that is a big game to, to start the season. And I uh, can't wait to see it. So what do you think, Matthew? Which one of those teams? more likely not to make the playoffs well uh i would love to say it's not georgia but i think i think rest is right on that with the uh coming down to the sec championship i also you know uh i'm also interested to see how spencer rattler does um yeah. you know uh coming into this season i mean i know he had some growing pains in that first year so looking to see if he a lot of transfers, man. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, a lot of transfers. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. just to see if, if he can mesh with who's there around him and, and see, you know, what kind of connection he can make. But I I would have to agree, I think. And, and it's come down to this year after year, it seems like, with between who's in the SEC championship. And I think that's right. I think it's either one of those two teams is going to be Bama or Georgia. One of those teams is out. And, and usually Oklahoma finds a way to blow a game they should win. You know, they, they have that history of uh, doing that. So, um you know, again, they're in a weak league, so uh, that'll be that'll that'll be interesting. By the way, I'll, I'll go back. I think uh, it might be a good bet that Herb Street will say physicality two thousand three hundred ninety-five times in all of the games. Uh, okay, we'll do a couple more. Which is more likely, the University of Miami, which will play Alabama in Atlanta, or the University of Florida, which will play Alabama in Gainesville? Which one of those teams is more likely? to give Alabama a better game next season, University of Miami or Florida? Which one do you think? That's a that's a good question because the, the, the variable there is Derek, Derek King. Where is he at? You know, the torn ACL was just crushing for him right. in Miami. Where is he going to be? Because we've all seen if you're going to beat Alabama, you better be a mobile quarterback. You better mm -hmm. be able to play. You better be able to throw off platform, do all those things to make those plays. And, you know, he was a guy that gave Miami that. Plus, they're getting Alabama early with a new quarterback. I mean, right. new running back, new wide receivers. You're going to catch them at a time you probably don't want to play Alabama in December. Right. So I would say right now, if King has a good offseason and healthy, I would take Miami's chances early on 
against yeah. an Alabama team that Florida's going to play later because I think Florida, man, they lost so much. And you yeah. see these pro evaluations of how talented, you know, Kadarius Tony. you look at you know, Kyle Pitts, you look yeah. at, you know, Kyle Trask. I mean, they had some very highly rated guys uh, that they lost, you know, trying to replace. So I think Florida's going to take a step back this year. We'll see where they go. Uh, but I would say out of those two, I would take Miami early if King has a really good offseason. Yeah, I still don't understand how Florida lost to LSU, but you know, that, that LSU just played a great game. Yeah, they just, it just happened, and, and 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 you never know in a locker room that you start the pressure to beat Georgia for for Florida was huge. Yeah, they accomplished it, you know, and they're yeah. looking forward to playing Alabama. LSU's way down. Next thing you know, you take an L for yeah. us. Okay. It's college football. That's why it's college football. Which one do you think, Matthew? Uh, Miami or Florida? Who's going to give Alabama the better game? Man, Florida just lost so much. I mean, they just, you know, I mean, in rebuild mode. And, and, and I think he's, I think Rusty's right. I think Florida is not as good this season as they were last year um, in a lot of areas on the field. So, I mean, I'm going to go with Miami and, and you know, on this um, for the simple fact that Florida lost so much. And, and like Rusty said, I mean, timing is important in playing something like this. I mean, you know, Alabama gets on a roll, man. Yeah. I mean, Alabama's, you know, you go look at the history of Alabama. I mean, predominantly as the season wears on, they get wor- they get tougher to beat. Yeah. And and so I, I, I totally agree with that. I think Miami has a better shot. You know, I, I remember back in the day, uh, many, many years ago, uh, when uh, John Wooden was the uh, basketball coach at UCLA, back when they had freshman teams. You know, back in back in the day, you had your varsity, and then you had your freshman college teams. Yep. And, and John Wooden had a team that won the national championship, but the freshman team was better than the team that won the national wow. championship wow. actually beat them on several occasions in practice i'm wondering if alabama's recruiting class couldn't handle a lot of sec teams just that freshman class i mean i you know they're <laughs> they're loaded yeah. uh nick saban needs to go to the nfl i you know i don't know i don't know how we can get that accomplished but I don't I think do. Mama's going to let him go anywhere. She loves Tuscaloosa. <laughs> I spent some time around Bryce Young. Uh, he's going to be their next quarterback. I spent some time in the camp. I spent some time at the uh, All-American Bowl in San Antonio. And, and not good news for everybody else. This kid is super ultra-talented. I mean, yeah. this kid is ready to play. Uh, he's going to have a little learning curve, no question. You know, right. be in a situation. But I'm telling you right now, he is – very, very talented young man, and uh, I was very impressed spending some time around him. And man, they just they keep them coming, man. They I know. There. It's amazing, you know. It, you 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 look at them in, in Tennessee, and you know Tennessee had the the coaching turnover and the troubles. You look at that. You, you know when a program gets down, like Tennessee is down, it is so hard to climb out of that valley and get up the mountain again. You you look at Alabama and Georgia; they're up there. Tennessee so desperately wants to get out of the hole they're in. But, buddy, it's tough, isn't it? It, it really tough. is. It's tough. And what's hurt Tennessee, in my opinion, over the last 10 or so years is two schools, Georgia and Clemson. Yeah. Uh, those are schools predominantly, you know, in the 90s and they're getting these players in the early 2000s. They were winning a lot of battles or winning their majority of battles. Those two schools in particular, Georgia and Clemson, they very rarely lose a recruiting battle to Tennessee. And, you know, Tennessee has the fan base. They have the facilities. They have the history. The only thing they don't have is that in-state crop. A right. number of, they don't have the number of kids to sustain a program. 
So they got to go into Georgia. They got to go into North Carolina. They got to go into South Carolina and they got to win these battles. And just right now, they were unable to do it. And it kind of shows where they are. And they're still recruiting pretty good. You know, some, some until all this situation come down with those guys, they were still getting some good players. Uh, but but for Tennessee to get back, they got to have a game changer at quarterback. Yeah. That's yeah. something that that was something that can uh, level out the field pretty quickly if you can get one of those guys. So uh, we'll just see what they do. Josh Hopple's bringing a totally different philosophy up there. But, you know, getting back to the original question, Tennessee is a historically national power. It's a national sure. brand. Sure. And if you go there, you have to be impressed with everything they got. Because this yeah. Neyland Stadium is a great place to watch a college football game. Uh, you know, and, and of course, I'm a, I'm a big bulldogger. But at some level, I really want Tennessee to come back. I mean, I think it would be good for the SEC and for college football, don't you? Florida State, Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, Texas, I think, is going to be the next team. I know they say they're way back and they have these issues. Two or three. I think Texas is that team that's about to get back in the mix. They're going to yeah. make that jump, I think, under Coach Sarkeesian. Yeah, I, I thought that was a good hire. All right, let's do one more, which is more likely. This, this is the last one. Uh, which scenario is more likely? So here we go. Georgia will make the national playoffs next season and lose in the first round to Alabama, or Georgia will make the national playoffs next year and make it to the national championship game where they will beat Alabama to win the national championship, and we in Georgia will just walk on water after that happens. So which which one of those do you think is more likely, Rusty? Well, I think the odds... If we say Georgia and Alabama are going to play in the SEC championship, the odds probably aren't great they're going to play in the first round right. of the national championship. So I'll take the other scenario of Georgia beating Alabama in the national championship because they would likely not want two teams to play back-to-backs. They can make that movement or whatever. Has that ever happened? Has that ever happened? Uh, out of a championship game into not. the first round of the playoffs? I don't think it's happened, has it? I don't it? think so, no. I don't think so. You know, Alabama got, got in, uh, you know, that time they beat Georgia – they play an SEC championship game. So, uh, you know, it's kind of, no, not in my mind. And it's so different than SEC because that SEC championship game is not, really, it's a playoff game. Yes, it is. It's a playoff game. I mean, had Georgia beaten LSU, who won the national championship, had Georgia beaten LSU, Georgia and LSU probably would have got in, but the LSU yeah. wouldn't have been a shoe in. You know what I mean? So it's, right. it's crazy how much is in, is put into that SEC championship game. Don't we, don't we need to go to eight teams in a playoff? Don't you think we need to go to eight teams? I think we got to go to eight teams, but I don't like the five conference automatic burst because everybody's not playing in the same field. That's true. You know, I just don't think, uh, you know, the Pac-12 and that championship, you know, I just don't. You don't, I don't have to have Washington just because they won their championship when right. I think they would be eight and three mm-hmm. at best in the SEC. Right. Uh, I do think we ought to expand, but I'm not I'm not for the uh, automatic first. I'm not the automatic first. I think you I think you figure out the top four teams ranked are automatically in, and then right. you go to four at large. Right. Uh, I think because I, I just you know I know it's a conference championship, but. I don't care if we're SEC fans or not. It's not a level playing field. You know, it's yeah. not a level playing field. And you look at the bowl games historically, the SEC, they win, you know, 80% or 70% of their bowl games. Right. Is what, if, if an SEC team's motivated, they yeah. usually handle business in those bowl games. 
and I, I don't I don't think an expanded playoff would necessarily kill the bowls. That's one of the arguments against it. I, yeah. I think you can work around that, can't you? I mean, people still love the bowls. They go to the bowls. I, that that would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, they could find a way because it's college football. I mean, if you're a fan of Nebraska and Nebraska goes and plays in the Citrus Bowl against Penn State and neither one of them in the playoffs, it's still going to be packed out. Sure. I mean, and people will watch it on television. We'll watch it on television. I agree. I do think we could get to eight, um, you know, and and figure something out. But the automatic burst, I'm just not sold on that. And I hope they don't go that route if they do. Right. All right, Matthew, which which scenario do you think is more likely? Now, I've, I've got a sneaking suspicion. I know what you're going to say. Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go with J.Q. Angles and, and what, you know, I mean, following what, what stands out in my mind when I read this scenario is JT Daniels at the end of the bowl game and what he posted at the end of the bowl game about the unfinished business. And I just believe that JT Daniels is, uh, I believe if they're, you know, and I was, of course, anybody that knows me knows I was really sold on Fromm. I loved Fromm. I thought Fromm was going to lead us to the championship. Almost did. Um, I believe that he should have gotten the championship. But that being said, you know, Bridger, you know, I mean, it's out of the way. I do believe that JT Daniels has a really good shot to take Georgia. Yeah. Um, all the way, and so I'm gonna go with that. Is is okay? Which one is more likely? We, we, we'll close it with this one: JT Daniels in uh, New York next year as a Heisman Trophy finalist, or Zamir White? Which one of those you think would be more likely? I would say JT Daniel because he's gonna have weapons around him. Um, right. I think with the receiver, I think that's what. If George is gonna take this step. That, that people anticipate it's going to be because of these receivers. Georgia's always had elite running backs. Right. And you're going to get touches and you're going to have production. They've been able to recruit those guys. Uh, Zamir White certainly is going to get his touches. There's a big deal him coming back. Uh, I yeah. think he's even more healthy. I think there were times late in last year you saw glimpses of like, this is that guy. You know, this, mm-hmm. is, this is who we thought he could be. And uh, But I think JT Daniels having, you know, Arian Smith and, Dom and Kiaris picking, I mean, Kiaris Jackson and, and Dom and uh, Demetrius Robinson coming back and all these. And Darnell Washington, I'm telling you right now. He's a yeah. dude. You want to talk about a kid that oh. got some really buzz on him is Brock Bowers. Yeah. So you, look at a, you know, a highly rated freshman, another kid uh, out there. So JT Daniels is going to have opportunities. He looks like a ball distributor to me. He gives yeah. his guys a chance. He'll throw a 50-50 ball and say, my guy's going to make a play. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that George is going to have the tools around him to give him an opportunity to be on some kind of platform like that. Sounds good. Well, uh, we, we've been so pleased to have Rusty Manziel with us from 24-7, 247-247-247-sports.com. <laughs> Whatever name you want to give them. Uh, Rusty, it has Thank been, you, Rusty. It, so it's, it's been a joy to have you with us. Uh, I could talk football with you all day long, dude. I appreciate yeah. it. Man. I, enjoy it. I love it. And I love yeah. it. I know you do. Well, tell mom we said hello. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think we kind of lost him. There you go. I got you, brother. I got you. All right. Well, thank you, Rusty, thank for being with so us much uh, being so with much us. today. And uh, it, it's been our pleasure again to have Rusty Manziel from uh, 247 Sports with us on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. So, Matthew, uh, g- good program today and uh, a lot of good information. And uh, I'm ready to go. I'm pumped up. Let's go to Charlotte and let's watch some uh, college football. What do you think, huh? Yeah, I mean, great to have uh, Rusty Manziel from 247 Sports, uh, you know, today and just, you know, to get his insight and his uh, viewpoints on, on recruiting. and Good stuff. And, uh, you know, just really invaluable information and, and you know, and, insight. And uh, 
I hope that you feel better too, Rusty. I know you're not with us anymore, but I hope you feel better from the from the uh, from the back surgery. Yeah, he had a little back surgery, but he's he's good to go. He he could probably do a I don't know a four nine forty or something. <laughs> All right, well that's got to wrap it up. Thank you guys for being with us today on today's sports report with Matthew Hall. Join us again very soon. We'll have another great program for you. Hall Shots Photography, featuring the work of award-winning photographer and Georgia football lover Matthew Hall, is a proud sponsor of today's Sports Report. While Matthew is at home on the sidelines of Sanford Stadium taking beautiful action shots of another Bulldog victory, he also specializes in other types of photography, including landscapes, portraits, weddings, and promotional photos to help promote your business or your special cause. Matthew is also a trained videographer, and he loves capturing those always exciting high-in-the-sky drone shots. Matthew has been the camp photographer for various football camps, including those featuring Roquan Smith, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and other Bulldog greats. You can check out Matthew's work on Facebook at Hall Shots Photo and on Instagram at Hall Shots Photography. You can contact Matthew at hallshotsphotography at gmail.com. That's hallshotsphotography at gmail.com. Matthew has a camera, and he'll travel to get that right shot for you. Contact him today. Happy Sewing and Quilting is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. Happy Sewing and Quilting offers custom and professionally made items that will help you show your bulldog pride. How about a custom and professionally made 100% cotton face mask featuring beautiful bulldog fabric? Of course, everyone in your family will need more than one. And just like the bulldogs on game day, happy sewing and quilting can and will deliver. From custom made face masks to baby bibs to tote bags and more, happy sewing and quilting will help you get ready for game day or any day you want to let the world know you love the Georgia Bulldogs. If you're interested in items featuring the colors and logos of other teams, or if you're interested in non-sports related items that meet your taste and show off your style, Happy Sewing and Quilting will be more than happy to help you. For more information, you can contact Happy Sewing and Quilting at ahall1921 at hotmail.com. That's A-H-A-L-L-1921 at hotmail.com. Contact them today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. We thank our many fine sponsors for making our program possible. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs.